You look like uh, like uh, it's it's going to be very difficult to describe the way you look to the audio listeners of this podcast, High Priest of Warlords Magic. But you look like what I imagine like a Lord Byron or as such would look like if he existed today. If he was walking the earth like Lord Byron would look something like that. You got a little bit of the Mark Twain about you. A little bit if he was into oh, like checkered checkered tops instead of like all white suits with like the curled hair and the mix with the gray and white mixed in yeah that's quite something um why don't we get started so uh amidst the broken memories of your failed ambitions and paradoxical mutually exclusive life goals adjacent to all of your hopes dreams fears and pangs of loss, pangs of nostalgia for a, a greater golden era or a golden era yet to be. Between the pit of your fears and the summit of your knowledge exists Handkerchief Dynasty, the 19th Best Orders podcast. I am, as always, your Hello. Sister, joined by my good friend and holy of holies, the high priest of Orders Magic, can be seen often. The holiest. Yelling, yelling at the holies. skies. Holiest of holies. You know, I had a nice yeah. message from a patron today. He said something along the lines of this podcast is uh, is more important to his spiritual well-being or, su or as such. Uh, or, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. More important to his spiritual well-being than I, I could possibly know, which is kind of a beautiful and uh, complimentary and also very terrifying thing, you know? As, as someone who's, uh, who's dabbled in and, and in, involved himself, inserted himself into the spiritual lives of his flock, uh, what is it like to uh, uh, take on the responsibility of being, being partially in some way responsible for someone's spiritual well-being? Is that a paralyzing, is, is just a paralyzing fear? Do you just, you know, <laughs> spray and pray, so to speak? What do you do? I mean, it's not something that keeps me up at night. Let me put it to you that way. Mm. It's not something I lose sleep over. You know what I mean? That's legit. I mean, when you hear when you hear stuff like that as a high priest, I'm speaking as a high priest. I mean, you can't take it personally, right? Yeah. You can't let it go to your head. You can't definitely let, don't it, let go it go to your head. head. Definitely don't let it go That's to your head. Saying. It's um, nice to hear, though. Yeah, it's nice. Definitely nice to hear. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, yeah. A shout out to Daniel, I believe it was. So uh, we're looking at, uh, we got this Winnipeg game in the rear view. Um, it's kind of interesting actually, because you know we've been talking about the kind of slog, the death march, the, the, the lack of a joie de vivre in this, uh, this final stretch of the regular season here. It's interesting though, because you know, in this COVID world, um, I feel as though, uh, especially right now, um, you know, I've got a lot of like hesitations how, uh, in terms of how I feel about them playing right now. I don't think they should even really be playing. Um, but at the same time, NHL hockey is still a welcome respite from the B movie going on all around me in just like the regular world. I saw there was like this anti-mask protest that like goes by where I live like every week, every weekend. That's just like fascinating to me. I've been listening to podcasts on like these like uh, like online conspiracy groups and stuff. And it's just like a wild time. So I can, I can watch a little bit of NHL hockey and just forget about all that shit. 
But I did find like once we opened the scoring with that Barry tally, I, I experienced like the most joy in that moment. And then after that, I was like, oh, okay, okay, let's just wrap this up. Let's just go, 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 go. Let's get out of this well, alive without any further transmissions. Well, I think it's just, I mean, the Vancouver thing was, uh, seems like it was kind of an isolated incident. So I was very concerned with the Oilers having to play the Vancouver Canucks for, for everyone involved, but the league wisely canceled that game. So now I'm kind of like, oh, well, let's go. So the 14 games feel like less of a death march now that I feel as though there's a uh, less of a chance of it becoming a literal march to their death. You know what I mean? Mm. Now it's yeah. just kind of like, well, um, now I just kind of want to get to the playoffs for selfish reasons because it's the best part. I mean, it's interesting because like I don't I feel as though the stretch run is a little just generally a lot more stretch runny than usual like than, than it is this year like the stretch run this year is like the least stretchiest run stretch run of like all time do you know what i mean yeah because there's not as many teams involved and it kind of feels as though it kind of feels as though it's like um pretty much set sort of yeah yeah so i mean yeah but Plus we've been playing these same teams all year already so i mean it's, like, it's pretty played can you imagine there was like, I mean, when did the league start in like the 19, I don't know, 20s or something like that? So for that entire time, like all the original six team, all the original six time, like that was, this is what it was like, right? And there's like 14 le- games left on the schedule and those teams would be like, yeah, like, do we really have to play the Chicago Blackhawks again? Like, they're out of it. Mm-hmm. I like our chances against Winnipeg. It's been it's been a bit of a debate on uh, radio. Um, I mean, our, what are we now? We're five and two, I think, against them. Yeah, but they've all been close games. Yeah, this game was a close game up until us getting the opening goal. Like it was a real, yeah. like uh, battle, real like play, almost like a playoff style, you know, uh, like chess match. You know, like a game of tennis. It was like watching a game of tennis, but on a hockey in a hockey rink. Yeah, Instead which is tennis players, like a whole bunch of hockey players and shit. Yeah. Yeah, it was um, the Oilers looked ready to play playoff hockey from the drop of the puck. They like the, the Jets got pretty, they were physical. That first period, the Jets played them very physically and the Oilers didn't look cowed by any of that. So it made me happy to see them play a game it was essentially, I mean, it's not the playoffs, but it's getting to the point in the season where these games are going to start to feel like playoff games because these will be your opponents. And the Oilers looked engaged in, in, with that style of play. It was good to see. Made me happy to see that. They all looked uh, ready to go, ready to, to get a little uh, scrappy. Mm. It, it did start to feel like um, in the time off, they had found some time to like maybe drill down into some uh, like video or I don't know what it was practices, but like they seemed a little more, they seemed gelled. Like they seemed a little rusty to start, but they definitely seemed like they were, they were, in, so. they were in, I mean, only a tiny bit, but um, like they, they were, they, they were, they were ready for this like defensive stalemate that like the first half of the game really was, you know? Yeah. But I mean, that being said, they also got, 
amazing chances. Like um, Yamamoto and Chieson both had breakaways. Like that game could have been uh, three nothing after the first period, almost. You know what I mean? Yeah. They were. Um, they looked really good. They looked really good again. Mike Smith, amazing again. Mike like, Smith is I'm, like. Like I said, man, he's gonna get Vesna. He's going to get Vesna looks if he keeps playing like this. Like, who would have yeah. thought? Like when we signed him last last off season, who who would have thought that he would supplant? Well, I mean, no, me? no, no, I mean, obviously, but you have access to the sacred entrails and the sacred bones of bonerism, so it's like guilty as charged. Yeah, so I mean, you when you have like a third eye and can see the future, it's not exactly as though you get that much credit, you know. When Biff used the almanac to, to become a millionaire, you know. Um, I wanted to ask you though, so I was having this conversation today. I thought you would enjoy this. So I heard someone say, you know, <laughs> you know, cause you end up having the same conversations. I was watching, I was looking at a sunset. It was nice, you know, nice sunset. And someone said, man, you know, I just can't wait for this whole Hulk Hogan thing, for this Hulk Hogan thing to be over, you know? And I yeah. was like, but they didn't say, they hadn't said Hulk Hogan. I just heard Hulk Hogan. It turned out they had said whole COVID. Oh. This whole COVID thing. And I heard Hulk Hogan. And like, it was just such a wonderful fantasy for like five minutes or five seconds to trick myself into like extending that moment where I was like, maybe they are worried about this. So maybe there's something going on with Hulk Hogan right now. That like is really on their mind and they're like hey my life is on pause until this whole hulk hogan thing is over well um hulk hogan is kind of uh there's something going on with hulk hogan really <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is well, going on of, with hulk hogan i mean wrestlemania just happened and hulk hogan's kind of like a world-class dink right right at this point so um uh, during WrestleMania, Hulk Hogan was featured prominently. And he's kind of cropped up more than people would like to see him crop up in, um, you know, various episodes. How much is how much is that? The Like, what's the ideal amount of Hulk Hogan in WrestleMania? Like, maybe like you see him in like the opening credits to the to the to the evening. Mm. By the way, one of my favorite jokes in Groundhog Day, one of my favorite films, mm. is uh, also features uh, one of the two scenes that features a very young, almost embryonic Michael Shannon, right. Mr. Intensity, yeah, um, king of the Chicago theater acting world, love lover of the TV show Dr. Katz, professional therapist, um, man amongst men. He is he's part of the couple where. Yeah, uh, he's like he's like, oh, you're gonna break up with him because he's just. In, you see them early on, but then at the very end, Bill Murray's just like he gives them tickets to WrestleMania and they freak out. They're like WrestleMania, right. no <laughs> yeah. way, because he knows what to do for everybody, right? So he gets them yeah. WrestleMania tickets, and they're just like, and then there's this awkward moment where Michael Shannon's character, um, like, hugs Andy McDowell a little bit too intimately or whatever, and makes his like his fiance jealous. But, right. Uh, that's maybe one of my favorite jokes in that, that, that he gets them WrestleMania tickets and they fucking love him for it. Yeah, right. That is a great part. Um, what do you think about Yamamoto's game lately? What are you hoping Yamamoto brings to the playoffs? Remember what happened? I was thinking about it tonight. Remember in the playoffs last year, he was like, he came in guns a blazing and he took all those like whack penalties. Remember it was like a parade to mm. like he had no, 
gauge of how to um, mm. properly how to play, play off hockey. Yeah, yeah, he had no idea. What do you think? What do you think he's gonna? Because I think that was man. a valuable lesson. If there's yeah. a way that Yamamoto can turn it up and stay out of the box, yeah, could be a great playoff guy. Yeah, in terms of energy, like a, in terms of yeah. energy. If Yamamoto was like a die, a die, like a like a dice, if like a single die, it would okay. it would only roll a seven to like twelve. So you're getting anything from serviceable, you know, decent, you know, legitimate NHL like middle six, second line player to like fucking like like serious gamer, holy okay. shit, man, you know, run for the hills, because. Um, He's still young. He's still developing. And just think about like the the trials and tribulations and the twists and turns, the development of any player, especially with him. There was this moment where like he put a piece, a big piece together. And it's yeah. entirely possible that he will put another big piece or two together and really like become a really special player, you know, but we're not there yet. Like I, I still am a little bit in the, I mean, I think there's a little bit of a sophomore slump this year because I think, mm. you know, opposition teams know who he is now. So he's got to get better and better, but um I'm not expecting tons out of him in the playoffs. If he if he puts up like, say two or three points in the first round, I'll be happy. It's funny. Like I bet you the sophomore slump is greatest for a type of player that's small and like gritty, and that's how they got their that's how they got their totally. goals and got their totally. points because that takes everyone by surprise. When you see a small guy, you probably assume he'll be like a small but uh yamamoto's anything but small it is interesting actually like the small the small hockey player who doesn't play small is mm-hmm. like a is like a real aberration in, in nature you know like it's like uh <laughs> it's like yeah. it's like coming across like a unicorn or like the lockless monster mm-hmm. or like a like an englishman that isn't a cunt you know it's like right you know, just joking obviously i love i love you english people thank you um it's like, yeah, because people obviously all last year they were like, "Oh, this guy," you know, they like skate. They're they're skating up to him. They're like, "Is this some junior kid? Like, how 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 much does this guy weigh?" And then yeah. before they know it, he's like dangling and dazzling and lifting sticks and like digging into the corners, yeah, and getting shots on net and making nice passes. Like, but now um, everybody knows. Now everybody knows. Yeah, he's Kyler Yamamoto now. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas before it was like Kyler Yamamoto, prospect or suspect. Right. By the way, can but I ask it, you a question? Sure. I was uh, I was listening to some expert high-level commentary from Hockey Night in Canada on Darnell Nurse, and the word poise came up. Poise. I wanted to ask you, do you think if the word poise never entered the English language, if NHL hockey could exist, like, is it possible that, like, on the, on the foundation of hockey itself, is the like one of at least the four main pillars is the word and concept of poise. Absolutely. Poise counts. Poise. Oh. Yeah. Uh, that's a great observation. Yeah. Great observation. <laughs> that'd be I a think, great yeah. drink. That'd be a great drinking game. Is uh, it'd be a great drink. drinking game to end up in the emergency room with like alcohol poisoning. <laughs> yeah, get your stomach pumped because it would take about like three seconds before like Scott Oak or whoever the fuck else. I mean. Who was it? I think it was Kelly Rudy. Yeah. Yeah. I like how everyone's like noticing how good Darnell Nurse is, but he's definitely having like a hell of a season. Oh, like look gosh. at him. Look at him putting these pieces together, you know, like, and for a defenseman, it takes a little longer, but like, 
Yamamoto might be a totally different player in like two years or 18 months. I mean, it, for uh, better or worse. I think that I think that if he can find a way to stay out of the box and bring the same energy he brings, he brought to the qualifiers to, to the playoffs this year, I think he's really going to uh, put a stamp on the first round and a bit of a stamp on himself as well. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, uh, I can just see uh, the playoffs success in the playoffs really um, helping his growth. I mean, that would help any player's growth, but especially a player like Yamamoto, who's is so such an energy player. You know what I mean? If he can figure out a way to like thrive in that environment where everyone's sort of like up to his gear, Mm -hmm. then uh, yeah. I would like I mean, to look back. Yeah. Like I, I'm curious now that like what the second year for like smaller players was like for, you know, your top small players throughout history. I wonder if that mm. sophomore slump was common. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, because it they, is like it is like a real surprise. It's like it's like yeah, it's like signing up for like a cell phone plan that like doesn't just like completely destroy your like uh, like your life force. You know. Yeah. Or, or I don't know, um, a birthday dinner that like didn't go awry, you know, like something. Yes, it's really rare. Yeah. It's a very rare thing. What about? Uh, yeah, they played such a great game. You know who was playing yeah. a little bit nasty tonight, which I I really love to see was Leon. Did you notice that mm. Leon got he, he he's decked guys the last few games, just like hammered guys on the boards, and tonight. It was, near, it was in the third period, but somebody took a shot at him uh, going into Winnipeg's zone on the boards, and then he gave it back. And then as they were skating away, he gave them, like, another shot, like an like mm-hmm. extra, like, fuck you shot. I think that, I think that other teams see Connor McDavid as unflappable, but I think mm-hmm. they see Leon Dreisaitl as possibly flappable. And it's great to see Leon... Yeah, and it's no, great to see he's completely unflappable. He's he's at least as equally un. I mean, he's yeah. he's maybe has like like Connor McDavid's one hundred ninety nine to one hundred percent unflappable. Leon's like ninety eight percent. He's know. right there, slightly more. Like he'll he'll has a he'll he'll have that chip on his shoulder when pushed. You know. Yes. Which I and like. It's, it's good. Yeah, of course, and it's great to see him give it back. Well, I think it's that other teams see see Connor McDavid. We know, and I'm sure other teams know too, but just in comparison to a guy who's completely unflappable, like a robot, like Connor, although he plays nasty too, but he never seems to get, I've, I've rarely seen him lose his cool except with himself. You know what I mean? But Leon, uh, I think they see him as in comparison to the unflappableness of McDavid as a guy who you might be able to flap. Yeah. So he gets a lot of it. He gets a lot of flapping and it's nice to see him uh give flap as well yeah i think that's a really good observation what a special player like it's so funny because you know uh, because of connor it's like we just we can never appreciate dry saddle as much as we should because we have we also have connor mcdavid it's like dry saddle is a fucking like future hall of famer for sure oh like absolutely like Garen fucking teed absolutely Garen fucking teed, as is connie obviously 
Yeah. But it's like, man, like fucking 71 points, 63 points for Dreisaitl. You know, Kane is uh, seven points back. Marner is nine points back. Austin Matthews is 10 points back of Leon. Yeah. It's like, we're so, we're so blessed to use a well, a well-worn term. Let me ask you this. Here's an interesting question. How many Oilers, if there was an all-star game that had happened this year, how many Oilers do you think would have made, say in this weird shortened season even, there was an all-star game. four definitely deserve two for sure, and then two more deserve consideration, Nurse and Smith for sure. I would say three for sure. Actually, you know what? I would say four for sure. The guy who's leading, Mike Smith is in there for sure as far as I'm concerned. Darnell Nurse. Uh, yeah, uh, has the most goals right for a defenseman, or he's right oh, yeah. there, nurse, top, nurse, top two. Yeah, his ticket was punched a long while ago. Dry yeah. Dry and Connor McDavid. So four, four Oilers. I yeah, think, would have made deal. That's that's amazing. Yeah, totally. I don't even think last year that was a a situation that the no. Oilers. That's crazy. It's a better team this year. There's no question. Yeah, you know, it's um, it'll be really interesting to see how uh, um. Kulikov fits in. Cool yeah, DK. When does he? He's, yeah. like, he's like at least a week get week away. Yeah. So where like, is he slotted to play? Because you know what? So what are our pairings right now? Nurse and Barry. Yeah. Jones and Bear, which is a combination which I is like. The, the third I love pairing, basically. Yeah. And Do then you it's like Larson. That it's Larson Russell, right? Is the second pairing? Yeah. So um, I'm not crazy. I'm not, I'm not too super enamored with Jones with Jones Bear to be honest. But like I, you know, it's a work in progress. So do you think it would be Kulikov in Jones out because Bear stays in, right? Yeah, you know, it's a really it's going to be really interesting to see what they do because you know they could play him with Larson, they could play him with Bear. I don't know, man. And then also Slater Cuckoo is coming, going to come back from IR soon too. Yeah, isn't so, that like he's going to have? He's coming back sooner than expected, is he not? Yeah, yeah. Like he was supposed to be done for the season, wasn't he? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. I seem to recall when that happened that it was like he was out, like he was done. For they, like, his season's over. Maybe they injected him with like stem cells or something. And he's like a Superman now. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Um, why don't we start the wind-up procedure, though? have to be a short one tonight. It's a shame because of uh, all this plaid and uh, this, this scarf-slash-open-collar combination is much better than... It's not a like... scarf. It's a... Oh, it's a collar. It's... Oh, I like it. Yeah, fashion yeah, robe. Like, uh, I, think, I think you definitely like would give Strudwick uh, a run for his money, I think, with the uh, sartorial sciences a little bit. <sighs> you know, and yeah, on the dance know. floor. And actually, I think like as an NHL defenseman, I think you could give him a run for his money too, you know, because you're so mouthy. I bet you would. I bet you would have been able to flap Strudwick. Uh, I was. I was the worst. I'm so. I think if I would have kept playing, I could have made it. Just uh, on my back talk alone, my trash game was. It yeah. was like so cruel. It was so well, it's cruel. The, it's the same way you can like win a war with psychological warfare alone, you know, it was or nasty. like a, or like make a like a. Uh, pump a stock you know it's like all the same thing you know you just gotta really be the cruelty is the point it was gross high priest of Oilers magic (laughs) no i kept it clean i was just very uh i mean it was a big part of my game (laughs) (laughs) um 
Um, all right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, please uh, visit us at patreon.com slash handkerchief dynasty or on Twitter at uh, handkerchief dy1 or the high priest of Oilers magic is at high priest oil. Our sister show night rule is at pod rule. And you know what? Your hopes and dreams are lying uh, just in front of your uh, very feet right now. So just feel free to walk forward either into, onto, beside, contiguous uh, to those dreams. Don't step on those dreams though. That's one thing you don't want to do. Stepping on dreams is like stepping on pizza. It's just a damn shame. That's actually probably my favorite moment in uh, Thelma and Louise when Harvey Keitel tells him, Stir your, your, uh, you're stepping in your pizza. Remember that? <laughs> no, I don't. That's, uh, what's his name? What's that actor? He, the, he plays the husband. You know him. I don't know. No, I, you know what? I've seen... The villain in Happy Gilmore? Oh, Shadow Stevens. Yeah. Is that his yeah. name? I don't know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's his name. Yeah, no, you were a fan of him. You've, you've talked him up to me before. Yeah. It was after you had inhaled the uh, the Sibilic, uh smokes, remember? No. When we, no. Were, when we were on, we were in the Greek islands, or we thought we were in the Greek islands. Oh yeah. Turned right. out to be turned out to be a very not a very funny joke. Yeah. Yeah. Um, never go with accretion to a second location. I'll tell you that much right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just a bit of advice. Okay, well, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll check in. <laughs> we got uh, we got another game coming up in a few days here, and uh, we will look forward to that. So enjoy your evening, and we'll talk real soon. So long. Adios. Adios.